How many people die from baking soda volcanoes every year? I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. It's time for another episode of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast about video games. What mm-hmm. episode is this, Kevin? I fuck if I know, because there's like two or three tacos. Yeah, in but the works. you always you can never one forty two, one forty three, yeah. somewhere in there. The last one that you know about is the last one that there is probably between this one and there being a hot dog post. Okay, all right. So, well, this is great. One forty three. Sure, makes sense. One hundred forty three of these. How do you how do you feel, Riff? Feel pretty good. Feel Are pretty you sad? Good. About there being 143 uh, hot dogs? No, about your Pokemans thing. Oh no, I'm uh, I'm all about it. It's I got I have a glass of champagne here that I am drinking because we uh, we beat the fucking game at like 2 a.m. this morning. We. Yeah. So were you participating in this whole endeavor? Uh, I did not input a lot of like directional commands, but I did try to help out like answering people's questions as they came in chat and helping encourage you know hey guys we got to we got to decide which one of these options is our plan right now and and in in uh, situations where particular moves needed to be input a certain way i would help cheerlead like you know everybody type left now that kind of thing and and just generally sort of sort of chat modding without any actual mod powers. Were you, like, fucking up by saying, hurry up and type left? Fuck. Right. <laughs> you guys, you got to get down with this plan. We got to start typing left. <laughs> Fuck. Did it have to be just the, the, the single command on a line by itself, or did it parse out stuff like that? Um, I have heard people say that it would parse out a sentence, but I don't think that's true. I Could you type was just a throw Game Boy out window and have the robot <laughs> throw the Game Boy? Out. Uh, no, but off, a, off, a a popular off. a popular joke among computer or among internet comedians who would come in thinking that haha nobody has told this joke yet was that they would they would suggest the power off button. What about Xbox off? That I, I, that, did I mean see that sounds that one a couple times. Sure, that sounds hilarious to me. Yeah, no easy buckets. You just knock the Game Boy out of the player's hand. Yep. Anyway, you got champagne. Riff, you don't really even drink. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. real special occasion. Well, somebody had you to made drink a- this bottle of champagne eventually. I mean, none of Oh, us wow, you're not, you're not even joking. Nope. We had huh. this... I, I don't think it's even actually champagne. It's like California sparkling spumante or something, but uh, might as well be fucking champagne. What do I know about these things? You're really... You're literally drinking... Like in, in the victory. middle of the afternoon, it's like seven o'clock. Well, six thirty, five thirty. <laughs> it's seven o'clock somewhere. <laughs> See, you've been drinking so long and so much. No, no, I, I just, I just started. I've had like two sips of this thing. Mm, okay, so you're gonna be singing by the end of this episode. <laughs> Champagne is gross. Eh, that's fine. It's all right, and, and that you have to drink the whole bottle. Wait, why do you have to drink the whole bottle? Because otherwise, you just have to pour the rest of it out. You, well, you have to drink. You can eventually. share. You don't have you to drink share it with once. somebody. Uh, it'll it'll go bad real like it. it I mean, it'll be flat fizz. by tomorrow and be no good. You had uh, like well, yeah, you just need to sit there and drink the whole bottle out of the bottle. You can mix it with <laughs> orange, orange juice and it's pretty good. Saying I miss you, ATV. That's what you got to say. Hey. I'm, I'm actually surprised you're you're familiar enough with it to actually know one of the 
one Dude, of the ridiculous. Ridic- it's been in the news fucking for fucking everywhere. Months. Like no one <laughs> has been able to shut up about it for like it just Reddit. I, I know about it from Reddit. I know about it because uh, like once every three I days, I will go through four or five of the front pages of Reddit, just mousing over funny pictures. Oh, okay, okay. And that's all Twitch. Yeah, it's all just pictures of your cross stitch. <laughs> You should you should uh, you should get a picture of that out on the internet so that it can uh, achieve unattributed fame. <laughs> I did uh, I did put do a, a Reddit post of the cross stitch that I did specifically for the Pokemon thing. Well, which, let which me know was, where it is. I will upvote it with all my might. I uh, I twittered it, and I don't know. It's also somewhere on the. Oh, is that the one that you thing. posted to your Twitter? Was actually a Reddit link. It was well. It was an Imgur link, which mm. I also used for a Reddit post. Gosh, you are you are a social media wizard. <laughs> oh gosh, you can tell by your social media beard. Yes. <laughs> so, Riff, explain to me why you would actually spend days watching this Twitch stream. All right. Well, let's see. There's, I mean, there's kind of several reasons. There's, I mean, first of all, it's nostalgic, right? Because Pokemon Red was like the only Pokemon game I think I ever beat or had enough attention to go all the way through it. Was Pokemon Red like the first? It yes. was just the first Pokemon yeah. game, right? Like well, Red, Red and Blue were together the first Pokemon game. Yeah. The, the, well, at some point we should come back and, and you should discuss the their their sort of dual game release thing. Hmm. But, but okay, so, so there, there's nostalgia, right? Okay, but like... If you wanted nostalgia, you could just watch a Let's Play if you didn't sure. actually want to play through it. Well, the okay, so the the other two things are, or I, I don't know, I'm not going to enumerate them as carefully as that, but there's the sort of what I feel like must be the same sort of thing that you get rooting for a football team if you're really into football, because it's sort of an emotional roller coaster. Like when you're, when shit goes really bad, like, I don't know, the accidentally release two of your best dudes when you're fiddling around with the computer in the pokey center then I mean, everybody fucking flips their shit and it's the worst thing <laughs> ever and oh my god it's oh, you motherfuckers what do you think you're doing but then when something goes right and there's I don't know like say the the fight with the leader of gym 8 came so much down to the wire we had like one guy left who had 26 hit points left so any hit from anything would have killed him and we still won and so everybody's flipping their shit cheering and and uh i don't know being crazy and it's i don't know it's 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 an emotional thing. It's an exciting. Did you thing. go flip over a police car when you won? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I I could have. I don't know. The Pokemon Pokemon Town police car. I don't know what the equivalent of setting a setting the neighborhood on fire would be for Pokemon. Isn't there a Pokemon called Policeman? <laughs> Some of them are just guys, right? Like there. There like- is a Mister Mime, but I think he is technically some kind of animal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um I mean and you get in you get in arguments with the other people in the in the stream who have different opinions about what things should be done. And uh I don't know. But it's, it's like it takes a long long Yeah, there long is there time. there is a lot of downtime. There is a lot of time when like the character is bumbling around 
trying to get from one town to the other or is trying to get to the pokey center but instead goes inside someone's house and it takes 15 minutes to get out of the house again <laughs> for anyone actually we should say for anyone that doesn't know what the hell we're talking about go to um knowyourmeme.com and search for Twitch Plays Pokemon the the article about it there is is really good and really explanatory but uh, I so so yeah there is a lot of downtime but it's like that's like to do way yeah. way more downtime than but but you don't have to sit there and actively watch it like you're watching a movie it it sits in the corner of your screen and you you check your RSS feed or play a video game or do whatever else you're doing while you're sitting at your desk and then you just kind of watch it out of the corner of your eye so that you're ready when something exciting happens and some of the some of the stuff that happens is hilarious we had uh, there is a there is a situation where there's a ledge that you have to walk down to get to uh, Victory Road after you've got all eight of the badges and uh, walking this ledge involves going in a straight line to the left for 10 tiles without anybody sending a down command because if if that happens he hops off the ledge and you have to go back to the start and the first time we attempted this like the very first time we got to this ledge said all right we're going to do this ledge everybody type left nobody type down or up or anything but left and he starts walking across the ledge, gets all the way down, turns up to like walk forward past the other end of the ledge, and then does a 180 and hops off. And it was the funniest thing I think I have ever seen on the internet. And it just, everybody started raging and howling and, and also laughing. And that's know. a bold claim right? well okay it, it is it is a an exaggeration but it yeah, was and by a, bold i mean wholly a, indefensible a, 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 a total and complete lie yes it is not in fact the funniest thing i've seen on the internet but it at the, at the time and it i it is definitely a you had to be there kind of thing what is the funniest it was thing absolutely crazy what is the funniest what thing is, you've ever what seen what is on the, the funniest internet? thing i have ever seen on the internet wow that's um hmm the thing that popped into my head, even though this isn't the funniest thing that I've seen on the internet, is the Macho Man Randy Savage dragon in Skyrim. That's oh, pretty, that's that pretty, pretty good. Funny. That's pretty good. Uh, the first time I saw Happy in Paraguay was pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. That's pretty good. I, I can't honestly remember. There are, too, there are too many things that have blurred into the, the recesses of my dim hmm. memory. Oh, but the the other thing besides yeah. the 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 other thing that I would say that makes <clears throat> this good is just all the interesting, uh, like made up religions and lore and fan art and jokes and everything that have come out of it. Some of them have been really good, and it's it's just been a lot of fun to do this kind of weird, fucked up, um, world, internet community. Yeah, thing. sort of internet community world building. It's like. Um, it's like a modern version of what the guys who in the 60s made up Discordianism and then a little bit later Subgenius must have been like, you know? That, that sort of, let's make up these weird legends based on this thing we just made up and, and see where this takes us. Can you explain the Helix Fossil thing? So the, the Helix Fossil is a, a, a key item that you get early in the game that doesn't have any use until very near the end of the game, but... Um, since since you're going to need it at the end of the game, you, 
the game won't let you get rid of it. You can like you can put it in your uh, in the bank, but if you've got it with you, you can't accidentally throw it away. And because of the the completely random input nature of the system, especially if the helix fossil happens to be at the top of your inventory, just randomly during fights and while you're walking around, you're going to select that helix fossil and try to use it over and over and over again. So the the chat started interpreting this as the the player character red consulting the helix fossil for advice all the time and and so you, you get in a funny it's like oh I, I don't know what we should do here better ask the helix fossil and over time that sort of evolved into this helix fossil religion and uh i don't know there's a, there's a lot of kind of weird steps and details to it about how the 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 crappy pidgey that uh that we caught very early at the beginning of the game through the vagaries of random chance just happened to soak all the XP we were getting from the monsters until it became vastly overleveled compared to anything else in our party or anything we were fighting which accelerated the process until we had this hulking bruiser of a bird that just trounced everything we were uh, we were fighting so because it was so awesome it became known as bird Jesus and the more religious type elements you add to this mythology the more people are encouraged to make to make up more of them this all sounds terrible riff it's yeah i i it sounds like a lot of in jokes it is it yeah it's good in the way that in jokes are good if you're outside it, the if you're outside looking in at in jokes i could see you know, it doesn't work if you're not part of it. I don't. I don't mean the jokes. I mean more like just even having a thing where mostly what's happening is just randomly opening the subscreen and using an item that doesn't do anything. Like, I, I guess I get that a community can form around anything, mm-hmm. right? People are hanging out while something happens. Yeah, my, my Walmart yeah. Rece- receipt website story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And right. and and these things they like they 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 snowball you know like if somebody notices a weird thing that just happened and they draw a really funny cartoon about it right and that cartoon gets popular then then it adds it adds more substance to that lore and and just the snowball gets bigger as more people are encouraged to come up with funny stuff so do you know how it was actually implemented this is a question that we were asking the other day like I, I read that it was that it's a combination of JavaScript and Python, but I don't well, know any more details. <clears throat> I guess my, so. Like, people would type things into the Twitch chat, mm-hmm. and it would pull the chat and take something every second oh. or something. Every time, well, every so I think the way that it worked at first was every time the the thing got ready to accept input again because you can't you know right. there's only certain like you can't have more than one input in a frame yeah right. and it, it was, was a um, walk animation moves you a tile before it yeah. selects another one and then it would just take the most recent thing that had been posted at that point okay. right but then they added the anarchy democracy slider to it where in addition to the commands you could also say anarchy or you could say democracy and that would move the slider closer 
to one extreme and when it was on the democracy side like every 10 seconds it would pull all the commands and do the one that the most of had been issued and when it was on the anarchy slide it would work the old way is that is that that's more or less correct it, there i mean i could explain it in more <clears throat> detail but i'm not sure it's worth i feel like you already did last week though. i think i may so, have yeah yeah it's a neat thing to hear about I I'm glad that you participated in it and I'm glad that you're able to sort of talk about it yeah I wish I I feel like I'm not explaining it very well but no I, I think that I, I, think I feel that like you are yeah you are and and I think we are just not you know curmudgeonly I mean, yeah, about we're, it we're being okay. we're being dicks about it because I think what's happening it's yeah it's just hard to see any value in it outside of the experience of it in the moment. Yeah, I was I was just now about to suggest that, you know, I could when when somebody inevitably edits together the montage of all the best bits that maybe you would enjoy watching that, but I don't know if even that is true. And it might not they might not mean anything out of context. Yeah. 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 Cuz yeah, also... cuz a lot of what makes the exciting bits exciting is that you've struggled to get there, you know. I um I never played the game when it was yeah, contemporary. That was another so, thing. Like yeah. I have no like but, but the I tried playing it on an emulator when like, you know, it was like early 2000s, right? And it was like, "Oh, Pokémon, that seems to be a thing that people still really care about. I'm going to give it a try from the beginning." And I was I was astonished at how boring the game was hmm. and how little there was to it and how it was just like this elemental not elemental is the wrong word. Like just super rudimentary, yeah. grindy ass. Yeah, I haven't been able JRPG. to get into any of basically any of the games since since the very first one. Because yeah, they really have not. Even the most recent ones are really just the same formula again. And back in ninety five or ninety six or whenever Red came out, that was that was perfectly good. But they they that formula hasn't aged very well but i don't think it was perfectly good i think it was i think it was yeah, like for, for an, a game boy rpg it was i fun. don't i don't know man the, like the final fantasy uh legend well okay games those were significantly more or they, they seemed to me at least they both predated pokemon and were more sophisticated than pokemon although i guess because i didn't really get into it there is, you know, the whole collecting dudes and assembling a team and mm. op- certain ones of them being optimal against certain other... Like, at that point in the game, did they have the, like, this is a grass type and is strong against bug type or whatever? Yes. yeah. All that, all, so, I mean, that's all been there since the start. They, so, I mean, I guess refined, they're, you know, but, yeah. there, is, there was more of a metagame than I gave it credit for, but still, just the, the actual play of it was like, oh, God... Mm. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's the collector instinct in me. I the the um, the the what do you call it the um, um, strategy guide uh, that I had came with a sheet of stickers, one sticker for every <coughs> Pokemon, and then a page that you could put the stickers on as you collected those guys. Huh. So that it was a big impetus to because it's very satisfying to peel a sticker off a page and stick it in a sticker book. And listeners, listeners should know that this was well into college for us because we're old. Yeah. So here's a question: What is the the importance or meaning of having two games that are released simultaneously? Because they have 
slight they they are basically the same game but there are a dozen or so uh pokemon in the one that are not available in the other one so there'll be like um there'll be areas in the game where in the red version this monster will appear but in the blue monster or in the blue version this monster will appear and okay. the, and there will also be places in the game where um you are given a choice between two different Pokemon, and this is the only place you can get either of them, so you can only get one of them in any given game. So it, it, so so it, created, it created a trade. It created like you a could trade. Also hook a, you could hook Game Boys yeah. up with cables and trade Pokemon exactly. across okay. that way. So, so, so they were encouraging, they were encouraging people to, to play different versions of, their game, of the game than their friends were so that they could then trade with each other. I see. But I'm, there were certainly people who just bought both, right? Yeah, so probably. They, so I mean, that, I mean, you'd, also you'd have to have two Game to Boys market. to trade with yourself, but yeah. But if you were the kind of person that was going to buy two copies of Pokemon, why wouldn't you buy two Game Boys? That's probably true. <laughs> I mean, the Game Boy was like ten years old when that came out. Yeah, hmm. eh, maybe not. Was the Game Boy like eighty nine? I, I think of it I'm as eighty six, sure. but uh, that that might be. I'm not sure. That might be early. Late 80s, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember when. Um, we saw a play. Oh, it's yeah. true. Which one? Yeah. Uh, it was called Amaze. It was a friend of ours recommended it. We went over to, we went over to Berkeley, and we saw a play with a bunch of old hippies. Yeah, there were, the audience did skew pretty old. And pretty hippie. I didn't, I didn't God. notice that much. There was a girl at the Beated bar headbands. last night out on the back patio of the bar. A crowded back patio of a bar. You know, 100 people out there. Just... Just playing a fucking bongo, just not not very well, not and like just apropos of nothing, like not playing along with anything. Was she long haired, long skirted, no, barefoot? Just, no, she just didn't even. She didn't even look like a hippie, and she didn't even look high. She was just like, what? Like what Weird. the fuck? Huh? Had she just stuck a flower in someone's rifle? She hadn't. <laughs> There were no there were no riflemen there. It was more of a it was more of a grenadier bar. I see. <laughs> they have a lot of grenadine. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, the uh, bar. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was my story about the play. Uh, there was a girl cool. with a bongo the next night at a bar. Uh, it was a good play, though. I don't remember who wrote it. It was part of some weird project where there were thirteen people, and each of them was going to write a play, and they. Uh, they just made this agreement where it's like everybody's gonna help make one like none of us can make a play on our own but 13 of us can make a play so we're just going to in sequence all 13 of us are going to make a play or something man I don't know and this was the third one and it was pretty good it was um about a spoiler yep yeah like that's the plot the plot was interesting and the structure was interesting and it was it was weird and fantastical without being like all avant-garde and shit right which is i it managed to pull it off in a way that i was surprised like it never really crawled up its own ass the way a lot of more uh experimental theater does yeah which is pretty good. It was non-linear. We've been. In it, its was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was non-linear. It was not. It was like uh, you know, Pulp Fiction style, uh, out of time, <clears throat> but without the violence. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there really wasn't any violence, at all. Nope. That's, that's the whole. <clears throat> well, no, there was. Way. There was one point where 
Uh, okay, there was a little bit of violence. Uh, half man, half dog got thrown off a cliff. That's true. Huh. <laughs> he, was, he, he was okay, though. He was imaginary. Or was he? Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> or was he? <laughs> um... Yeah, so that was good. If you if you're around Berkeley, go see that play. Yeah, actually, I, it's I would recommend. Amaze. It's impossible to fucking Google. Uh, JustTheater.com, but I don't remember if it's R E or E R. So just try both of them. I'm sure only one of them is porn, and that's the one you want. Oh, this was a porn play. <laughs> what else? Have you been playing any video games? I have been playing a couple of video games. Okay. I think I mostly just have things to say about the video games that you've been playing, though. Oh yeah. Um, that's fair enough. Yeah, I because I was because I unexpectedly had to leave town. I did not actually play a ton of stuff. I did manage to play uh, a handful of hours of Diablo three uh, last night, so that we so that I could talk about it a little is bit the, here. Is the expansion out? The expansion you... is not out. It seems like it's coming though. You can pre-order it hmm. now and probably pre-download it. But the two patch was released ah. a few days ago, and so the new loot system is in place, and oh. I was in, I was interested to see that. I'm interested it, to hear about that. So it like essentially what this is for people who don't follow it is they released a console version of Diablo three, or they announced a console version of Diablo three. So they had to come up with a way of not having the auction house be the source of loot for people and so they devised a system whereby loot was just customized for you or it was customized for a single player environment um and then they decided to close down the auction houses and just have that loot system be in the game they also as near as i can tell created hundreds at least of new named named legendary items Mm. um which there's one really cool one that I got that is is really mechanically interesting that I, that that I want to talk about. But they're really generous with drops. Like rares are dropping like like crazy. Flies. Like every every couple minutes you so, will so get. So did did they rebalance the stats? Because it seemed like when I was playing before, when the auction house still existed. Like on my second or third playthrough, I just couldn't get the gear I needed to continue without going to the auction hall. I mean, basically everything that is dropping is significantly better than everything that I'm wearing for me on all of my characters. I, it is only a certain percentage of the time that it uses the like custom loot thing, but it might as well be all, all the time, effectively. Like, I have I've had so few things drop that I couldn't equip. On my hmm. character, I've had few th- so few things that were, like, for another class or whatever. It'll occasionally drop something that's, like, a couple level. Like, I got a legendary. Twice I got legendaries to drop that were... I had to level up once or twice before I could equip them. So I don't know that they've, like, put in unique items at every level for every class. But it's, like, it seems pretty close. Like, there, there's just a crazy amount of them. There are a lot more pieces of gear that are kind of Diablo 2 style where it's, like... This is plus fifteen percent damage to this one particular skill for your class, which is interesting. Or like you know, plus twenty percent damage with fire skills, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna go resocket my stuff to use fire. It's like the drops have actually made me explore the different abilities more than That's I cool. was ever nice. interested in doing before. Nice. Yeah, which is <clears throat> awesome. Like it just gives you a reason to change up your playstyle because, like, oh wow, this is much better, but it it is steering me towards a different style of attacking dudes. Yeah, that's really neat. Um, the game 
it's hard to tell how much of this is like from going away for a while and coming back and how much of it is actually from the changes, but just feels pretty good. Like it's, I think it always did feel good. It did, but it's, it's, I I don't know. It's like, I'm like, wow, this is way better. You, they, they kind of completely changed the way that the difficulty works too. Instead of, instead of there being modes that you unlock by playing through them, you essentially, you know, and this is probably only true because I had beaten the game before, but you can choose anywhere to go in the entire progression, and every monster scales to you. The difficulty just changes some sort of differential on the scaling algorithms. And it says, the, the, the second difficulty, you go normal and then hard says, hard expects you to have gotten some rare drops from Reaper of Souls. Which huh. is weird. Where is, um, which where is Reaper of Souls? Reaper of Souls is the expansion that is not out yet. Oh wow! Uh, so I don't, I don't entirely know what that means. Interesting. I started a game on hard, and you know it's pretty hard. I, like I just played the first couple of quests on it. But like, what it means is that you can pretty much go anywhere in the game, and you're gonna fight challenging enemies and really challenging, you know, legendary monsters and bosses and stuff. And it's like not ever going to be just a sort of a boring cakewalk cool. run for a boss on whatever whatever difficulty you've got on lockdown, which I think makes it more interesting. Does hard have better drop loot? Drop it tables? gives you more experience and it gives you more gold. It doesn't say anything about better Items. item drops. Okay. So I don't know. Um, and I didn't actually remember to check what the uh, what the modifiers were on the difficulty levels beyond that, whether they start to include different things than just gold and experience. But hmm. it's got, there's a new sort of post level cap progression, which is just so fucking weird. Like what, it, what does it mean to have a level cap? If being at the level cap just means you have a different level cap. Of, <laughs> although I guess those post 60 levels are now shared across all your characters. So when you earn mm. those levels, and I don't know if that means that you have to earn them like linearly. Weird. Like I mean, I guess I guess it's sort of the same. Like you just when you hit sixty on one of your other characters, you're actually hitting sixty plus however many Paragon levels you got, and then you get to spend the points in these new stats that are like end game only stats. Huh. Weird. Uh, all the crafting has been divided into pre sixty and post sixty stuff so there there were all these things in my stash that used to be different items that are now the same item which is weird um gems you suddenly have to make all the gems yourself because there's no auction house or at least there's not going to be very soon so those were trivially inexpensive in the auction house which was just a huge ramp up in power like every time you got something socketed you would just go buy a gem for a fraction of what it would cost to make it yourself wouldn't you say like is this when you played yesterday or whatever? Or yeah. Was, well, uh, no, no. But I mean, before. But I mean, yesterday, yesterday I, is still open, right? I couldn't find it, actually. <clears throat> I didn't okay. I didn't dig real deep, but it was certainly not where it used to be. Like, where if, if it is still... I thought it was open until, like, the 18th of March or something. But if it's if it's there, I didn't see it. I see. Um, again, I didn't really poke mm-hmm. for it, but... I don't know how I feel about the the gem thing, because I was always kind of annoyed at the fact that I felt compelled to spend pretty much, yeah, like almost all my bank space was almost always filled with gems because I was waiting to collect two more of this gem so I could make the next level so that I could make the next level. 
I mean, that's how Diablo 2 was, only there were yeah. way more, there were more kinds of gems. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't know. The fact that I guess I feel compelled to keep all these gems to glue them together constantly must mean that on some level I enjoy it, so. <laughs> yeah. I got, the, the one legendary that I got that was interesting had, they've divided up the, they've changed the way that items are sort of constructed, right? There are primary stats and then there are secondary stats like primary enchantments and then secondary enchantments so that you don't end up with like some dumb thing taking the place of some important thing and mm. the important things like the you know the plus <clears throat> strength or the, the things that like have a serious effect on your dps or your survivability are always one of the more or less always one of the things that you want on your character class at least for the at least for the overwhelming majority of the items which seem to be using this new algorithm to specifically tailor it for... Like, in a lot of cases, specifically tailoring it to be an upgrade for you, which is is weird. The one named Legendary I got that was cool, though, had a line of enchantment that was the same color as the title text for the Legendary. It was like, this is a, this is a thing that is just on this Legendary. Like, this is a Legendary enchantment on this Legendary item. And what it does is... Whenever you activate a shrine, it spawns a boss monster, like a pack of elite mobs, next to the shrine. Which is interesting, because it that has gotten me killed a handful of times, because I forgot about it. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, I'm fighting this big mass of hard dudes. I'm going to hit that shrine and see if it makes me all Ooh. tough. I'm like, oh, fuck, now I'm overwhelmed. Like, I got into these situations where there were two packs of like elite or legendary whatever they call them monsters that created walls oh, and I was, I was just stuck just literally could not walk in any direction and just was getting beaten on that by sucks. these things completely surrounded by walls and I was like okay well I should be more careful <laughs> but it was interesting to me that they would do a thing like that that was just like that is not that is not a set of systems that I would have considered connecting mechanically but it was a cool idea yeah, and it. I like the the thing. I'll I'll talk about this a little bit on my my news thing, but I like the idea on paper of a very systemized loot generation. But what it does in practice is it really strips a lot of the flavor out of a thing, hmm. and the legendaries bring a lot of that back like these have names they have they have text describing what they are they have they have unique art i guess I, it's unique ish at least it all of the all of the time that they spent modeling the gear on the characters in a diablo game more or less wasted as far as i'm concerned on me like the weapons and the weapon effects whatever but like they paid a lot of dudes a lot of money to make a lot of pairs of pants and like no matter what you do to pants they're just fucking pants <laughs> right like you it, it's that's weird <laughs> you never see your dude like you see your dude when you're not playing the game you see like a big version of your dude on the title screen and I guess it's like oh okay that dude's cool but in World of Warcraft you're close enough a lot of the time you know, unless you play, like, super zoomed out, that it isn't just like, okay, well, I'm glad that the work that the modeler put into making this pair of pants is now resulting in me seeing five or six pixels 
when I mm. happen to take a step to the northeast and can actually see a tiny sliver of pant. Right. And it just is like... Maybe you need to... to can you not scroll in much I don't farther? Think, I, I don't think that you can, actually. Huh. At the very least, the mouse wheel doesn't do it. I don't know if the mouse wheel does something else. I mean, it, 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 it would be a silly thing to do because then you couldn't see far enough to see the monsters coming, but... Yeah. Yeah, there's just... Uh, it's weird. And I'm sure there are people who really care about that and would be really upset if it went away, but Diablo 2, as I recall, barely did any of that because they those were just sprite sheets. Yeah. Right? And I feel so, like they, they did basically the same thing that, that Fallout 1 and 2 did, where you, you put on leather armor and now you've got the leather armor sprite. Right. I mean, they definitely had weapons that were rendered out at every frame of animation that a weapon could be in and shields and whatever and I'd like there were a bunch of different variations on the helmet but I feel like a lot of the helmets in the game had the same helmet sprite because it was just I don't know it seems like a lot of work they those were probably modeled in 3D and then rendered out to flat graphics yes. to some extent because it seems like that would be less work yeah I agree I, yeah, I think that's true they, they did look like that yeah you know they had they had that kind of like Donkey Kong Country <laughs> look to them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like, you know, I kind of want to play some more of it tonight. And I probably will. I'll kill some dudes. <laughs> I went in co-op. Like, it. I just joined a game with our buddy uh, who was, like, level 8, and my guy was level 46, and I was like, am I going to screw things up by being super high level in here? And he was like, no, uh, because I don't care. I just want to <laughs> see... I'm just, just sort of poking around the systems. This is not even like... I'm not even really playing. Like, yeah, okay. So I just one-hit a lot of bosses. <laughs> I don't know how the scaling works if the power differential between players is like a million to one. I'm guessing that... Just is. because I'm a million times better at video games than uh, than uh, David Bass. <laughs> I'm guessing that it just set the game to his level and then you just came in and wrecked stuff, right? I mean, Diablo's minions did grow stronger. Did I they? know that for a fact. They at least grew weaker when he left. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> even Diablo's minions grow even weaker. You can kill uh, them in even less than one hit. I played... Uh, I know you played some Calculords. I did play some Calculords. Oh, I know yeah. uh, that, that Kevin is going to talk about that a little. Uh, everybody... Mm, okay, so, uh, like... I feel like I have had Calculords explained to me so many times on so many podcasts that I feel like it's overkill to explain what Calculords is. It's a deck building game. The casting cost of the monsters that you're playing, uh, it, the the sort of lane control game that it actually is, are numbers. And then you have another deck of numbers that you have to add and subtract and multiply them to add up to the casting costs. And basically, it is, is complicated a game for. Uh, people who aren't me. like your your move is while you are in the game you while you're six, playing the game you have six numbers you have on the right hand the bottom right hand corner of the screen you have like a calculator which which you have six numbers that are chosen from a, a pack of you numbers a, you have a deck of numbers and a deck of units um, and then yeah in your bottom left is a set of unit cards and 
the unit Wh- cards. Which, yeah, which have costs ranging anywhere from one to a hundred. From zero to zero. Zero to oh, actually, there are wow. more than I haven't seen I've seen there's one forty fours and stuff. Well, so zeros are special cards where they, if you draw one, they will put a zero in your calculator so that you can actually mm. easily, or some zeros, I guess, are are that way. Yeah, you don't know because you can get a zero. You like, get a zero. But you, so you can you perform these operations on your number tiles and. And you can yeah you can add subtract and multiply you cannot divide. and you're trying to make the, you're trying to assemble them into the numbers that are the casting costs on the card so that you can cast the monster yeah. you get an an entirely new set of numbers if you use all of your numbers yeah. which Once. means you have to use all of your numbers yeah. every time essentially it, it if definitely you're going seems to play like correctly. it's the, it's balanced it's, it's balanced such that, yeah for yeah. that yeah. and and because of that what you end up having to do is spend. 45 minutes making every move <laughs> and not, the game makes fun of you for taking that the bad, game makes fun of you for taking a long time to move. so whenever I try to figure out what I'm going to do in this game there is yeah. a, there is a certain kind of game like the card game set mm-hmm. reminds me of this because I can play it I can look at a bunch of set cards and I can find a set but every time I do, it is like shitting an entire pineapple. <laughs> like when I look at when I look at the numbers that I'm playing from in this Calculords deck, right? And I think, okay, I need to turn all of these numbers into some subset of the casting costs so that I right. can use all the numbers, so that I can get a new set of numbers, so that I can get the bonus, and so I can get more cards played, and so I can actually have a prayer of winning this game against the, like, level one starter guy yeah. who is real fucking hard. Uh, to me. Okay. Like, I can do it. I can play the game, and I can do fairly well, but it requires me to activate some circuits in my brain that are dangerously close to the circuits that I have sort of spent my whole life walling off because those are the circuits where all the crazy is. And it makes me really uncomfortable. There was a We played a prototype of a card game a long time ago that made me feel very much the same way. I just got... I get bound up because there are... Because there are six, you have six numbers, three operations, which you can then, you know, so you take a number, you play an operator, you play another number. So there are 150 possible starting moves. And that is too many. And I granted, there are, there are reflections that, are, that make it sense. There are some that you obviously wouldn't do because they don't make any sense or whatever. But there isn't really any way to narrow down the set. Like, you are... So wait, are you looking at the numbers first or are you looking at the cards first? Both. But that's the problem. There isn't there isn't a starting point. Sure, there and is. And so, well, you say there is, but the, and you said there was during the prototype of the card game that we were playing, where I just you would lo- you would look at the so, board and figure out how to make a move. I would look at the board and go fucking crazy. You have, and that's what happens. Let's to me say with you, one of the casting costs. One of the cards you have is a seventy-two, right? Yes. Right. So how are and you going to cast that? <clears throat> Okay, one of the casting costs is a 72, so you got a 9 and an 8, you multiply them together and you can cast that. But that is not what you are trying to do. That is partially what you're trying to do. Well, but it is not what you are trying to do. What you are trying to do, what you absolutely have to do, is use all of your numbers. You don't have to. It it is advisable. But here's the the problem. If you have a 9 and you have an 8 and you need a 72, you can either multiply those together 
or you can make a nine or make an eight out of some other combination of numbers. There are, there are two, for me, and I, I recognize that a lot of people are enjoying this game and a lot of people are really good at it, but for me, there are not, there is no starting point because well, every starting point, like to evaluate any given possibility requires you to think so many steps ahead about what you might do. Let's, if you have four cards, you cannot. You are going to try, on average, to cast two of them with your six numbers, right? Because you're going to get another six numbers to cast your other like two cards. Two in that situation seems like a number that you just totally made up. No, like you have four, you have four cards. I, yes, I understand that two is half of four. Okay. But <clears throat> so, like, if I can, if I can both cast two, if I can both, you know get two of my cards out and deplete all of my numbers, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to think too much harder about it. I'm just going to do that thing, right? Like, Have you played this riff? Yeah. I, I, uh, what's, I what's, played what is the first guy. What is your experience of it? Uh, uh, in, in terms of casting these guys, um, I would like, like you say, I, 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 you know, all right, I got a 72 here. Uh, let's see, okay, if I boil this 9 and this 8 down to a 72 then what can I do with these other four numbers to turn them into, you know, I just narrow down my set of cards that I'm looking at. And then if I yeah. can't find any way to having eliminated the nine and eight, if I can't find any way to boil down the rest of those four cards, then I'll look for, then I'll like step back a step and try and find an operation that'll remove two different cards and then try and boil down the, the other four cards, you know? In, okay. Instead of instead of looking at it as the entire set of six numbers, I try and eliminate a couple numbers and then see what I can Two do with three, the rest yeah. of the numbers. Yeah. Well, right, but it but like that never works. I mean, some, yeah, I, I, I clearly it sometimes does. But the but the notion that the the thing that I cannot escape from is there is not enough time left in the universe <laughs> to try every possibility here. Like the the notion that what I need to do is by trial and error, exhaust and narrow down a possibility space that is overwhelmingly large and gets larger as you move along, I just freeze up. Like I just, like maybe it gets, the- It, it, it did take me along. a lot of time. I was I was definitely, you know, the, the little polite bot enemy was was definitely making fun of me the things that you can do get smaller over time but if you are going to play it correctly if you are going to get it you can't make a move you cannot make any move until you have planned out your entire turn or else you will not get rid of all the numbers and you will fail and you will lose so you cannot act to narrow down the space you can only explore a branch Right, but then it doesn't work, and so then you go back up and start from zero again, having spent a bunch of time doing math in your head or on the, the little calculator thing. Which touch controls are not very good. Like, yeah, it is. It, it does. It take is very, some very difficult to, to yeah. reliably hit the correct buttons. Oh wow, I didn't. I didn't have that. I, I never hit the. Fun. I never got the wrong button activated. But there oh, it just a lot doesn't. The buttons where, just don't yeah, trigger. It, it like you'll register. you'll go to hit like nine plus three, and it will just hit select the nine, and then the plus won't register. And never, I never. I never. Okay, so I mean that that was that was just enough. Like, I this might be just an attribute of my phone or the way that I approach my phone, but like. I have a really hard time hitting things that are close to the edges of the mm -hmm. touchscreen. Like it just won't register those presses a lot of the time. 
um, Twitterific is fucking terrible because there's a thing up in the corner. The thing that you use to switch between Twitter accounts is a thing that is up in the corner and you have to hold it down for like a second. So you have to just press it for a second hoping that it registered because it doesn't tell you when you start pressing it. It's like you just find mm. out a second later whether it registered or not. Hmm. It's really aggravating. Yeah, I, like this is Calculords I think is a good game but it is a game that I cannot play because it will just make me go it will make <clears throat> me go crazy I also like to point out that it, it looks really nice and the the dialogue and everything is really funny because it was the writing is really funny I, Sean I find Baby, it who's probably the funniest guy on the internet for my money but I wouldn't say that it looks I thought, nice I thought Twitch uh, plays I, 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 Pokemon was the funniest <laughs> guy <laughs> yeah I thought that was, one time I thought that, that one time when a guy that, that when a guy from a video game from 1996 yeah. walked nine <laughs> steps to the left and then went up and then went down was that, the funniest that was the thing, funniest so. event this is the funniest person <laughs> oh, okay um it's pixel art. It's I, the I writing's like, I like yeah. It's I, I find it to be a real. Have you tried mess using math to, to change out. the numbers? Mm, yeah, have I? <laughs> uh, that was the other thing. It like the game was making fun of me for being bad at it. So like, fuck you, game. Like, uh, it was a robot. It was a polite robot. It was it was Sean, baby. To, yeah. I'm no better than <laughs> Phil Collins as far as he's concerned. I can tell by the way he talks to me. Mm. I it's it's weird to the idea of him writing a game for kids. Like, have you tried taking all the dicks out of your mouth? <laughs> like, oh, you, Sean, you probably are gonna need to tone that down a little bit. So oh, I did okay. not find the game like like overwhelmingly difficult. I found it kind of tedious, and am just not excited about playing it a lot because my reward is to get more cards. Which yeah, and I don't really want to do that, the deck building. Yeah, aspect. which yeah. then that that really like that causes the complexity building. to spiral out. Yeah, if you actually if you actually got into this and actually got really invested in like building decks and strategizing, like it that seems like it would be nuts, nuts. Yeah, this seems like a game that for somebody who's really into it, it's going to become a lifestyle. Yeah, which that's cool. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad that that those people will be like, this is the best thing ever. I love doing arithmetic. Yeah, like. It's it, a, would, it, it is a fa- I do I do not mean to disparage this game, Calculords. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's just a game that is not like it's free. Set. Yeah. It's free. It's free. I hope. I hope they make some money. Yeah. Because it's it's all over the place, and it was clearly a thing that resonated, and it's like probably a thing that like maybe they could have charged a couple dollars for, and it still would have taken off. You know. Who knows? But yeah, knows? it's it, it's. I just I don't like it when you know something like Chip Chain which was just fucking everywhere for a hot minute and all these people played it and I played the shit out of it and really liked it and then to find out that like it made you know $12,000 for that guy or whatever I'm like ah fuck like that's what that level of popularity gets you is like you know somebody who was shitty day job levels of incredibly spartan could live on that (laughs) for how long I mean you you know for Six months or something, maybe you know. But it took him six months to make it. Yeah. So no, I mean, return to like, zero. Yeah. 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 But and even so, that and you be... know, I hope like that's the, they also apparently they spent a really long time making Calculords, like oh, yeah. five or six years. It took five or six years to make that game. Huh. And I don't know how many. You know, I don't know how much it, that means it cost. Well, and also the, how many iterations it went through yeah. and stuff. I I do think that. When you spend that long on something like that, we learned this with Word Realms, 
like you lose sight of how difficult it is yeah because you get so good at it that it it I, yeah i don't know calculator seems real fucking hard like especially for a game that's like nominally for kids right is it's it? real fucking hard you think it's for kids that's a good question i don't know i don't know if it's tar- i mean it like it seems like it seems like if Sean Baby was writing something not for kids, it wouldn't be written in this game's voice. Hmm. So, at the very least, it seems like it was made to be acceptable to kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, I would have completely forgotten about Calculords. I moved it off my homepage because I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. I. And again, I think it's good. It's it's like Set. Like Set is a wonderful game. And a lot of people get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And uh, no, I would not like to play it. Thank you. I'll be over here drinking while while you guys hopefully decide to play something else. Because I don't even it, it stresses me out to even watch people playing set. Um, then I played a little bit of that detective game that I'm going to let you talk about, Kevin. So I guess EA released a game that is called Another Case Solved. Um, And it is similar to uh, Puzzlecraft. Is it made by the same people as Puzzlecraft? There's an advertised Puzzlecraft. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know if it's made by the same people or if it's... Which game was Puzzlecraft? Puzzlecraft was the dungeon raid style game that was about farming or mining. Oh yes, okay. And that had all the power ups. So it's like a. It was fun. It was. It was very good. Yeah. Um, I played all you the way through that game. And, and stuff. I played all the way through that game and then reset it so that I could play all the way through the progression again. Wow. Um, it's yeah. It's just the the general gameplay is the like you've got a, a grid of objects and you trace as a line as through like objects and you can go diagonally but you can't the path can cross itself but it can't go through the same object twice right. um, so it's like a war games whopper yeah which is one of the best games yeah, of that that was a good of that genre it's simple and it wasn't a gra- a it guy didn't, I think it didn't have quite really the longevity cool. of of uh, dungeon raid right. dungeon raid was the first but not the best of those but the it being the first meant it was the first one we were aware of, at least. Yeah. It being the first meant that it was the one that sort of got the most play. Which is good. Yeah. First, first, the, the one that, somebody who comes up with an idea should should get some. This traction. one is, th- this detective game is, <clears throat> it's got a lot of. A lot of stuff going on. Bullshit mm. that it's wrapped up in, which is aggravating. There's both timer-based stuff and cost, like, paywall stuff, and. Is it the same it, mechanic, this so there is, it is the same mechanic. There is, that is the primary mechanic, and you use that to collect resources. But it's more it's more like Puzzlecraft than it is the other ones. Because the thing with Puzzlecraft is like when you join together a whole bunch of wheat, you get a carrot. And when yeah, you join together right. a whole bunch of carrots, you get an apple or whatever. Yeah. So, it, so it, it's got that it, it's It's got it. a lot. It, there's more going on than just the you get rid of tiles, new tiles fall in. Yeah, you're you're collecting these resources. So you're you're a detective, and you collect resources to be able to question witnesses and if you you also like these second order um resources well i guess it's yeah so the second order resources are the ones that only show up when you collect five or ten of the first order ones or whatever when, um, while you, when you when you start a case you are just you've got these like 
witnesses that are walking towards you and they have a thing over their head which is what you need to match in order to like succeed right and if you don't get all of those things it's just game over and you have to like pay to start again Um, this is a really odd theme for this mechanic I think you would like it a lot actually it's like you've got your, your objects are like question marks in word balloons and if you match enough of those you it will generate a photograph or oh f- a fingerprint yeah and the the, the, I the, the footsteps will yield the a foot, map yeah the fo- you match footsteps which are like you walking around investigating things and those will yield maps huh. um, keys will yield press knuckles <laughs> yeah keys yeah that's weird uh, what gives you the photograph I think it is the um, magnifying glasses okay yeah magnifying glasses uh, give you photographs <laughs> I think um, and so basically you have to get enough of those things to like mat to like match the witnesses and then you're also, you also collecting want to collect some extra yeah, ones. you're also collecting extra ones that you will then use in some later mini games logic puzzle mini games so you are either like trying to figure out where on a like a city map a particular apartment is or you are inside that apartment and you're trying to figure out where in that apartment a painting is or a a cat, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a, it's a lot of times a cat. Yeah, there's a lot of cats, uh, and it's okay. I mean, you get you get interesting. You can like as you sort of level up and get more experience, you get skills which you can use resources to sort of make it easier to solve some of these mini games, or you can to like I have I got the skill that lets me like swap two tiles on the board. That's, that seems like it would be super, huge. super ha- handy. And that one, uh, like, but it requires using five keys. So you have to like yeah, you have to prioritize some resources to do it. Yeah, yeah. I I really I like the use of the thing. like thematically and and uh, the way that it looks. It reminds me of Devil's Attorney a lot. Kind of. Which yeah. Devil's Attorney was fucking great. The writing in this this, uh, this game, another case solved. Yeah, it's another case solved. Uh, Not so great. It's super weird. It's like it's not bad. It's as just, much as it's just weird, it's like it's like it was written by somebody who English is not their first language, mm-hmm. because it was like there's a sort of an awkward exchange in the beginning where there's like a so there's like a female cop and she wants you to find out where a donut shop is and you're hitting the, on her. The central it's conceit like, oh, is God, very strange. What, yeah, that candy has been banned. Yeah, it's like it, a candy it seems like this was a game that they started working on when Giuliani, like. Past the thing about no soda. lunch sodas, yeah. And it's a, but, but he says, "I will take you to the donut shop. The treats on me," which that's not a thing that anyone says. Uh. Like, let's go out to <laughs> dinner. Do my the treat. treats on me, yeah. Like you say, it's on me or it's my treat. You don't say the treats of it. It's like just a what, and it's and also it, the the donut shop is something that only police can go yeah, to it's because a, it's donuts have been are yeah, donuts are to, illegal but they will feed them to they will only sell them to cops that's what it means like you know guns are illegal in New York City so only cops can have them so if yep. they made so now only cops can have a 64 ounce Mountain Dew <laughs> um, marriage has been outlawed so only outlaws can have in-laws mm. that's a seems like a bumper sticker it's you an, saw somewhere. it's an old it's an old that's not an original joke by yeah. any means yeah um it, like, I don't... It's not uh, bad. It isn't bad, but it's also, like, I feel like I'm only playing it because it's compulsion hooks are deep in me. Yep. Like, it, so then, so then, the thing that is, the thing that is both 
it's you know what it is a lot like it is a lot like middle manager of justice in the in the sense that there are these like base upgrades that you get it doles out and I did I did what the person in the video games hot dog forum recommended which was to just buy the upgrade that just lets you collect more of the little newspapers that show up over time that let you do side missions which are where you get the money that you use to buy new furniture and stuff but when you buy new furniture for your office which is what unlocks the upgrades and stuff a la devil's attorney it takes an hour to deliver them unless you fucking spend some candy on it. Yeah. It's like that. Gross. It's it just, God. Super unnecessary God bullshit. damn it. It's like, yeah. you, ugh. Every 12 hours you can search your office for some more candy. I mean, it... Candy is the, a secondary currency and you can buy either cash or candy for for real world like money. Like, we, we have to, we have to step back from this and honestly not give just the gut reaction like energy system is bad because we believe that you can do that kind of thing fairly it, there's just no reason for and it ethically right like the only reason for it in this game is to make to you sell stuff right it's yeah not, to make you right, feel frustrated it's not so like, that you will buy things. it's not like they're limiting access to it because you're playing it on their servers and it costs them resources but here's the thing it did probably cost them three hundred thousand dollars to make this game right so well sure uh, there's a their spelling choice. error in like the very first dialogue yeah it's not super carefully written either yeah. it's it is it is gross but but if it was if it was a thing that was like you can play this five times a day for free or you can give us five dollars and play it an unlimited number of times per day i would say okay fair enough like this is a this is a demo and it is a super super fucking generous demo and i'm okay with that right but it's it's not like that and i wonder like couldn't they do it like that clearly not i mean clearly they're clearly they are hoping for i think the data that i saw posted in like a slash dot headline today was that 50% of the revenue on in-app purchases comes from 0.15% of the players, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's you you put it out there in the hopes that one person is going to go crazy and ruin their life. I was going to I was going to bring that up actually as a as a talking point later. Yeah. Oh, that the, specific thing yeah. that you saw. Yeah, that European the potential ruling that you're not allowed to advertise something as free if it has in-app purchases in it is potentially Brought. Huh. Um, because I get where that's coming from, but that's kind of bullshit. If it you is can kind play of, the game for free. Yeah, it is kind of bullshit, right? Like because that because we understand a thing that is very difficult to convince any of that there are there are okay ways to do. That. Yeah, there are plenty of games that are totally free. Like Plants vs Zombies Two is totally free, right? Like it's just a free game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the idea that. The ability to spend money in something means that it is not free, and that's like saying like you're not allowed to say that this play is free if you have a concession stand. You know, like uh, yeah, Candy yeah. Crush Saga. As much as I hate their like the way that they do things, it's a totally free game too. You know, like all of these games, unless they literally stop you from playing at level five and say you can't pay like this, like that. That means it's just sort of a demo, right? Which is fine. Yeah. 
I get, so what I did was I gave him the $2 to increase the sort of dole over time of games that you can play. But I don't want... I don't really ever want to participate in a system where it'll take an hour to build this. You can speed it up by using this resource, even if the game is giving me some of the resource for free. It's just like, ugh, no. Yep. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn it off when I see that. Yep. And, I, you know, I feel the same way about EVE Online. Like, the point in the EVE Online tutorial where it says, okay, now come back in four hours when your guy has leveled up his pilot skill enough to do the next step of the tutorial. I was like, okay, I'll see you never, because... What the fuck? Like, and that didn't even have the excuse of, like, you can pay to speed this up, right? Like, they're okay, you're just doing this to be an asshole. But really, they're doing it to filter out people who don't have the patience to play and enjoy For the game. piloting in space. Yeah, which is fine, you know? So they, they just, they, they filtered me out. Like, that, that was fine. But, yeah, I wonder where it's going to settle. Like, I feel like outrage... Outrage on the internet doesn't mean anything, necessarily. It's a question of whether it continues to work, the sort of sleazy microtransaction stuff. And I think that it won't. You know, I think that the Farmville model has has sort of knocked Zynga down a bunch of pegs because people just got fed up with it. That particular model reached this saturation point. Facebook stopped letting you spam everybody with it, so the growth the growth curve yeah. stopped being so enticing to them and yeah it's and people would argue that that what their problem wasn't that it that people got wise or whatever it's just that people went to mobile and they didn't handle that transition well yeah right cuz that you know that's that's the argument that that candy crush saga is this example of like them being on the on board and ready for a for a mobile audience, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, most people probably aren't bothered by this. You know, the internet was real pissed about that Dungeon Keeper bullshit. You were, you were pretty dissatisfied with it. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the only time that I have ever gone in and given a, a negative review to oh, an app. iTunes store. Yeah. And I, and I think that that was, the people who were pissed about that were entirely people who were like, oh, a new Dungeon Keeper game. I know what that means. I would like a new Dungeon Keeper game. Oh, it's some of this bullshit. And it probably wasn't any worse than this in terms of... It is a like, weird violation of, like... Is, it's a weird violation of the your trust in the brand, right? In some ways. Yeah, but what's weird, though, is that I... Like, I would not characterize myself as a person with trust in the Dungeon Keeper brand. Like, I don't think that I'm... I don't trust the Peter Molyneux brand, right? But I want to. Like... I want that. Like, if you describe Dungeon Keeper, it sounds really cool. It sounds way better than it actually is to play. And it's like, right. I would like people to keep iterating on that until they land on something. Until they get it good. right. Yeah. It's a, and it, I mean, my theory is that you can't actually because <laughs> no one who has tried is ever like. I think that there are certain there are certain conceits for video games that sound really cool and aren't ever going to be good unless they're fundamentally changed. And I think that maybe that's one of them because. I just haven't ever... I've seen a lot of tries and uh, just a lot of zeros for the same reasons. Hmm. And uh, anyway, time will tell. Eventually, or not. I mean, that's the thing about a negative. You can't prove it. Sure. What What is your... How's, how do you feel about this? I mean, it's like not bad is what you've said. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, am, I am pretty zen about it in general. 
um, I, I feel like I, I'm really unhappy with the ways in which a lot of these free games like attempt to get money from people. Yeah. Um, I think it's really gross and I think it capitalizes on a lot of sort of psychological weaknesses that a lot of people have. Um, I don't I don't like how intrusive they always are. I don't want to be pestered to give these people money while I'm trying to play this game. This doesn't really pop it. Like this is more just like, oh, you want this upgrade? All right, come back later. It'll be here. It doesn't it's not like okay. coming at you for stuff. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, it grosses me out because I am grossed out by that particular kind of thing. It doesn't gross me out because that thing is objectively gross the way that, like, you know, play discreetly, my lord, is gross. <laughs> right. Objectively. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, d- normally when a game hassles me to come back and play it after I leave, I just delete it. Like, my response to that notification, if I've forgotten to turn it off, is to delete it. This game, I didn't want to delete so I did. I just went and figured out. I went and turned off notifications, and then realized that I hadn't comprehensively turned off notifications. So it yeah. sent me another notification an hour later. Like that. That kind of shit is what's going to make it so Apple just gets rid of the ability for useful apps to responsibly use those notifications. If that happens. Yeah. You play anything else? Um. Oh, that game was another case solved mm-hmm. another case solved I played a little bit of Pixel Kingdoms which is uh, also sort of a three lane lane defense kind of game um, doesn't have any of the crazy like uh, math stuff that Calculards does it's just um, it's much more simple it's it's okay It it I rapidly got sort of done with their little systems implementation um, but it's cute, you know, it's worth playing for a couple hours. Um, and then I played some, this game called Darklings, uh, which is also an iOS game, um, maybe on Android. It, it is interesting and frustrating at the same time. It is a, uh, it's a game where you draw, um, shapes on the screen based on these little enemies that are approaching you from either side and you have to match the shape that's sort of in the, on their forehead basically um, and then you like teleport to where they are and uh, after a little bit of time you'll like sort of explode them from inside <clears throat> you're like a little spirit that wanders you like possess them by drawing the symbol that's on them yeah um, and so <clears throat> do they always like does it never generate multiple enemies on the same screen with the same symbol? No, it does. Oh. And it's just, it seems like it's random which one you get teleported into, mm. which is sometimes frustrating. That seems like it'd be easy to avoid. Yes. It must have been done on purpose then. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like there are power-ups and stuff. It's, it is a game that you actually, that like actually does reward sort of practice and skill. Like I've gotten much better at Draw, recognizing and drawing the little the little icons, um, but the the gameplay loop is pretty short and very repetitive. Like it just sort of cycles through the same things over and over again. And then there's these upgrades that you can purchase, but the the slope is extremely steep on them, and it seems like 
it seems like it's it's pushing real hard to get you to to buy some of the currency to buy these upgrades, um, which I think is a little frustrating. Is it free otherwise? I think it might it might have been free. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it might not have been. It also might have been a couple bucks. I don't remember. Um, it's in, it's it's neat and it's worth checking out. But I I don't think it's a thing that I will spend a lot of time playing going forward. Um, Sir, I played a game, uh, a Flappy Birds tribute called Flappy Braille. Did you play this? Mm-mm. It is a game that is played in the um, the URL bar in your browser. Which I had never Whoa. seen before, what? or even, yeah, exactly, right. Like I was like, what? And sure enough, like you, you, you like go to this URL, and then off to the right, it's just a series of braille characters, and then you can, um, you are a dot, and you're flying, you are you're flying your dot through a four, four dot tall, series of possible dots there's always one gap and you can get through them by going up and down and it it's just happening in your address bar i'm like how does this work well, you can address that in javascript I apparently mean, it's, yeah it's, it's crazy so I, I didn't know that uh super neat first game i've ever seen in an address bar um but the game that i have spent probably the most amount of time playing in the past week is daisy mm. huh. Uh, huh. so i uh I was sort of coerced into playing it um, a, a drunken Friday ago and uh, have just been wandering around mostly on the Idle Thumbs server. Um, it's interesting. It is an interesting game. It is, uh, you know, it's got the sort of exciting bits of a very early Minecraft game where you start off and you have to get some very basic resources really quickly uh, before you get sort of pounced on by zombies. Um, but then once you establish yourself, there's not a whole lot going on in the world except the other people on your server. Yeah, that's kind of what I heard. And then the game sort of opens up and can be whatever. It can be it can be a thing where you find people and help each other out, or it can be a thing where you start snipe, you know, like you set up in a hill and start sniping at people, or it can be a thing where you... Um, like are just wandering around and suddenly your screen goes black and you're dead <laughs> right like because uh, you got sniped right like does it tell you like who nope. killed you yeah that's yep. you just it, like I, I so today uh was the uh, a, a game between ollie moss and uh, sean vanneman and uh they decided to, to do a thing called the least dangerous game where they both spawned new and then um <clears throat> got on server and their goal was one of them had to kill the other and they wandered around and because they were streaming it on their their various views on twitch um people came and were like hanging out with them and they had set sort of ground rules where like no nobody else should kill them or do you know screw with them or whatever um but like i came and i was like i came up to to ollie and was like oh hey i got some stuff for you and then was just instantly killed by somebody and i have no idea who or where did, did or why. people obey those rules i feel like that uh no i think ollie was... ended up getting shot by somebody who wasn't sean <sighs> in the end um but that, he was somebody sort of like... who was with sean so it was eh, that's yeah it was it it was it, it is definitely not ideal but it was it was sort of an interesting take on the on the thing and it was fun for them because it was like 
they didn't know who they could trust in their little circle because like Sean had people go and find Ollie and hang out with him and try to you know get on his good side and Sean didn't trust the people that was were was hanging out with him. He, he ended up killing like four of the people that had come to help him out and stuff. So I I I think I will be much more interested in this game in a year when they have implemented a bunch more systems because right now there isn't nearly as much going on in the world. Um but it was interesting to to sort of get a chance to see what that was all about and how that worked cuz like the I don't know if you if you read the uh, hey are you cool Tumblr but it's like these stories that this this guy is posting about just all the different encounters he has in Daisy because those like these stories that people tell you from Daisy are super interesting because they're people interacting in this world wandering around doing stuff it's just it's just neat you know I think I think it is It's an interesting sort of experience in what happens when people just sort of have to interact in a sandbox where there there's nothing else to do but like when people stop being nice and start being real. <laughs> no, oh, like get out of my head. <laughs> the the zombies aren't enough of a threat, so in order to make it a game, you basically have to compete with other people, right? Um and I think it will be a little bit better when either they're, they're, the zombies are a little bit tougher or there's a little more to do in the world because it would be cool to be able to fix up a car and drive around and like have longer-term goals. I mean, all of that stuff existed in the mod, In the right? arma, I mean, yeah. And, but so like they've made the standalone game, which they sort of lost a lot of features. And so getting back up to that, I think, will be interesting. Because um, like I remember the first story I heard about it was, you know, like spawning somewhere in the in the forest and you you know you're wandering around you finally find like a a pack of you know soda crackers or whatever and you eat them and you're like just barely staving off hunger and then overhead like a helicopter flies by and you're like how the fuck did somebody build a helicopter (laughs) right like like that that level it's it's very sort of like crazy minecraft thing where you know you start off and you don't have anything and then you see somebody's built a giant diamond palace, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's you know, it's it's got that without quite as much expressive power as Minecraft. Is there a Mac version of my DC no, or it's, it's, it's just, you have to boot to Windows? Yeah. So you can only you can only do it while you're running payroll, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it won't become that much of an addiction. Either that, or everybody gets a raise. <laughs> Sorry, I have to run payroll four times a day so yep. that I can get my. Yeah, I think I might be done with it for a while. Like. I, I'm not that interested in it. Like, as I mean, like it seems lifestyle. like it is only as a social experience. Does it really have any value? And yeah. so, if you don't like have a crew, well, not necessarily that. Like, I, I think it is much more fun if you play it in small groups of two to four people, um, and you all get on the same server and wander around together. But you know, like, I can imagine it being like sort of impromptu, sort of like just sort of. Like you decide you're gonna kill everybody else on the server in your small group and see if you can do that, you know. Like that's kind of an interesting challenge, you know. Yeah, I guess. 
I mean, a, a sandbox in which one person can sort of ruin the experiences of everyone else just by being really good at being an asshole is like, yeah, it's not. It's not for me. Is it ruining or is it? Do they like? Is it? I guess that's that whole. Uh, well, if you consider South Park, South Park episode, right? If you consider having all of the progress that you've made in a game invalidated by one guy being a dick. He does not exist at all places at all times, though. And, you know, what happens when you finally take him down and he has to start over from scratch? Yeah, you won't. I mean, that's the... Somebody will, sure. Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Are there any libraries you can burn down? That seems like it'd be a cool story. No, no. There are a bunch of books, though, that you can collect. and you read them? You can. They're, like, just a bunch of, you know... Gutenberg. Oh, right, books. right. You can like read the biography of Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, just sit. That's good. What about you, Riff? Video games. Um. Dot com. Uh, I basically I've just still been playing Danganronpa. Um, I got the new Professor Layton, but I haven't opened it yet. Is there a fiendish matchstick puzzle that you have to solve to get the? The cartridge out. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I haven't even taken off the plastic wrap. Hopefully that will fun. turn they out to do be it. the case. I feel like they could sell special editions that were inside puzzle boxes. Puzzle boxes, yeah. That would be really cool. I'm sure that you could make a hundred of those and sell them to a hundred nerds like you. <laughs> I would probably buy that. I would probably buy a new Professor Layton game if it came in a cool puzzle box. Because really what I'm buying is a cool puzzle box. That's That'd be kind of a neat collector's item Riff you should design one using those weird puzzle box design bricks that you got (laughs) and then send it to them (laughs) just say alright I've sent you two packages one of them is a box of poison cookies that I sent last week and you all ate and this one is a puzzle box that contains the antidote (laughs) and the plans for this puzzle box which I want you to then make and Sal is a collector's edition Professor Layton. Otherwise, I'll be sending you cookies every week. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never be able to trust any cookies again. Anybody see anything in the news that caught their attention? I thought it was interesting that that whole 0.15% of players account for 50% of all revenue in the free-to-play games report that came out because mm-hmm. people's reactions to that were pretty pretty heavily divided like uh, like a lot of people were like well i wonder how many people are um you know gambling addicts and uh, whether that matches up and then a bunch of other people were like i wonder how many people are just rich and have a bunch of free time and how that you know yeah. balances out with that like and I'm guessing that that there is some you know some combination of both of those things going on, right? Like people who have more money than than time and are just more interested in, in playing it that way, and people that have problems but also still have money somehow. Yeah. You know? you know, our experience with Kingdom of Loathing is categorically not like that. Although there are certainly rich people who have given us a bunch of money. Yep. And there are gambling addicts who have given us a bunch of money. Yep. Um. And that is, in no way, does that account for... Those two groups do not 50%. account for 1% of our total revenue. Maybe maybe 1%, I guess. I don't have a sense. Certainly not 50. Like, Yeah, well, definitely not 50%. We just essentially get 10 bucks each from a lot of different people over time. And 
I have no idea what we don't know what any of our metrics. Like we don't know what our convert what we don't know our what poo. conversion rate means. Yeah, but I think that means how many what percentage of people who start you out start playing, playing the game it. for free, which is everybody, ultimately give you money. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely seems like. I meet almost no one who feels, who treats free-to-play games the way that I do, which is that if they are good, I will give them two to five dollars, <laughs> and if they are bad, I will give them no dollars. Everybody seems to be on the, like, no, I will not give, like, essentially everyone I meet is like, I would never pay any money for one of these games ever, which is weird to me. Because it's not, you know, that's not how I feel about things. <laughs> I feel weird because I like the challenge of most of the games at the level when they are free. Like, yeah. I think maybe that's the problem that I have with the games that are. But I mean, that's why you and I think that Plants vs. Zombies Two was great. Yeah. Right. Because if you didn't give them any money, Plants vs. Zombies Two was just a hard as fuck version of Plants vs. Zombies, right. which is exactly what we wanted, having effectively mastered Plants vs. Zombies. Yep. I went back and they they finally added one of the boss fights and played that, and it was a lot of fun. It was hard and. I haven't tries. played it since they completely overdid that one. I did delete because it sent one too many fucking. Hey, come back! Oh, There's shit. a yeti or some shit notifications. Yeah, so you just I need just, to turn off total notifications. I need to, but but I don't like. I want notifications when like certain things are happening. Oh, when your when your mom calls. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. When your mom calls. Sure. Uh, the thing I saw in the news was not even really news it was a dev post from world of warcraft bracing everybody for an impending statistics crunch which <laughs> is interesting and is going to get them yelled at by a lot of people who don't understand anything about anything <laughs> and i'm glad that they're doing it anyway but essentially they're just deflating all the numbers so that you know because otherwise they were looking at it and they were like all right so in this expansion all of the normal monsters have to start out with 30 million hit points. <laughs> so, like, let's let's crank all that shit down a little bit. And, like, we did that very early on with Kingdom of Loathing. Um, we ended up making what we now refer to as level as... We, we, we made that the square root of what we used to refer to as level. And everybody was like, God damn it, why'd you make me weaker? We we didn't we we just, are just an arbitrary. We are just expressing reframe. a different number. It seemed like with that name. What they what they seem to be doing in World of Warcraft is they're not actually changing the numbers. They're just changing the way they're presented. They're just they're cutting everything down by three orders of magnitude. And instead of having three hundred thousand strength, you have three hundred k strength. No, they're actually smoothing out the curve of the entire game because what oh, they what they ended up with. Literally change it. Yeah, they are because what what they ended up with. So like, you had a certain amount of progression that you needed to make to make the game satisfying as you leveled from one to sixty, and then you needed a certain amount of progression at the level cap when the level cap was sixty to make the end game stuff worth getting. And so, when the new expansion came out you had to start at the higher range of that so that the people who had been spending a lot of time at 60 would have 
meaningful upgrades to get while they were leveling from 60 to 70 when Burning Crusade came out. And then another batch, like another... And it, what this essentially amounted to was, like, ranges of item level, mm-hmm. right? Like, because internally they had an item level that was sort of the budget of how good the enchantments on an item were. And that's become more and more standardized over time as the items have become more and more just boring and formulaic and no longer have a function that has anything to do with their theme or even a theme that has anything to do with their place in the world. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's more like they'd also just, like, based on some seed number, they just pull some words out of a dictionary of cool-sounding fantasy words and just (laughs) assemble those into the name of an item. Um, But... They're they're reclaiming a lot of that range because they would have a range of item levels that was the leveling content from one to sixty, and then a range of item levels that was the end game content at sixty. And you don't need that anymore, right? Because there isn't an end game at sixty anymore, and there isn't one at seventy, and there isn't one at eighty, and there isn't one at eighty five, and there isn't one at ninety. So they're just making that instead of this weird stair step thing, they're just making it a curve. And while they're doing that, they're making it much lower. Um, they're also doing some things that I think will upset a lot of people and probably probably correctly in a lot of ways which is they're getting rid of a ton of skills because they have concluded like I think most right thinking casual players of World of Warcraft have concluded there is way too much shit to do <laughs> like you have way too many things to keep track of way too many possible things that you can do and granted there's usually only like five or six things that you need to do your like optimal rotation for whatever but like it just keeps getting worse right because yeah, every expansion definitely. needs to have some new things that you can do and it's like man there's been a lot of expansions there are now a lot of fucking things you can do yeah my my feral druids rotation includes like two buffs I have to keep active at all times and then two or three different moves I have to like attack moves I do in different situations depending on whether I'm behind the guy or not and then like three different possible finishing moves I can use once I've gotten my combo points up to five and those are depending on whether or not I like whether I need to establish damage over time on the guy or whether I've already done that and it's it's pretty ridiculously complicated. I've heard that it, the feral rotation is the most complicated one in the game right now, but it is still really freakishly complex. They're they're apparently getting rid of a lot of crowd control, um, just reducing the number of crowd control abilities that there are. Which those have gone up a lot, and uh, apparently those are more for PvP hmm. reasons than PVE necessarily. But they. Uh, they're getting rid of a lot of the things that are, like, just a thing that you have to remember to do to, like, buff up an attack every two minutes or whatever. Like, just the, the just weird cooldowns that, like, you had to remember to do, but it was just kind of tedious. Right. Um, getting rid of a lot of that stuff. Redoing the racial skills, too. Like, trying hmm. to make them all interesting, which just seems like a bad, like... Yeah, that's good. It, I mean, I think it's good. I think it's good, but it's just going to upset a lot of people. And they're like, well, you know what? You can always just roll up a new guy and give us sixty bucks to have that guy at the level cap. Like, if you really want a and new also, racial ability, you can. It'll you be can, un- imbalanced a little bit for a year, and then they'll redo yeah, it again. Figure it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always, that's always like. I mean, I feel like for us, because we run an MMO, it's easy for us to take the long view on something like that and say, like, all right, yeah. When anytime we try to do something interesting. 
it's going to result in something that is slightly imbalanced and that's okay like it doesn't it doesn't mean we're bad at our jobs and i mean we are bad at our jobs but that's not what means <laughs> that. it doesn't mean that it's going to be like this forever it's just like it's we wanted it's guy to be able to do a cool thing hmm. eric saying i just thought it would be cool if there were a lot of potions that people <laughs> could make it, it would uh, be that's such a sad story <laughs> it is cool uh, anyway, riff news. Riff news. Uh, I have paid almost no attention to the larger internet other than Twitch plays Pokemon for like a week. But the, in the news, Twitch plays Pokemon beats. Yes, jerk, we won. Jerk bird. Uh, is jerk, Gary. Is jerk Gary bird the Oak, the son of a bitch. The that that asshole Gary that nobody likes. We beat him. Yes. Uh, do you think that's the Gary that got cloned in that one Fallout Three? Vault? Oh, maybe he doesn't deserve any better than that. This assignment, Strider for the NES. I'm sorry, guys. I did not realize that what I had in fact chosen as an assignment was a Nintendo cartridge filled with shit. <laughs> balls. So, kind uh, of balls. did you guys get... How, how far did you guys get? I, I finished it. Did I you? got to... I got into the middle of the, like, jungle level. Like, I, I played until I was pretty sure I had seen all of the levels. How do you get past Egypt? So yeah, you didn't do the triangle jump. I, you did you play this on a keyboard? No, I had a controller. Okay. You have to like I got past Egypt by reading the manual. I also had to. I, yeah. I had to. I had to read to be able yeah. to get past because so like you have you have a wall jump. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know that you don't know how high you jump because it's just basically random. Yeah. Like you you hit the jump button and it just kind of rolls a die to see like where the fuck your fucking sprite goes. Depending on how near you are to a wall or an enemy, just the normal traversal is so, like this game fucking sucks. It is objectively bad. It is broken. Uh, I I would not go it that is bre- man, far. The hitboxes are completely unpredictable. The hitboxes like, with the is, bullets were the things. The only things that really drove me nuts. The enemies were basically fine. There is like no invulnerability after you get hit by a thing so it right. just does damage every frame until damage. you die if you're touching it like yeah. it's it these are just like there are just like video game 101 yeah. things that are not done with this game that are so bad so bad yeah i mean they're not design choices they're just mistakes they're just like i mean it's like oh hey you know what was cool about the arcade strider you could run up and down hills we should do that on the nes all right try that and see if it works did it work no well ship it <laughs> like i mean the the where i got stuck was there's the bottom of this pyramid or whatever there's this giant pool of water and right, apparently you have to get the water boots yeah ninjas to walk on ninjas water. don't realize that you need to hold your breath when you're underwater <laughs> And just drowns until you find the shark, and then the shark kills you. No, so that was so I got to that water, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And so then I went back because I luckily had a you know a save state or whatever. I went back and I went another direction and w- couldn't figure anything out. But then I realized, oh shit, there's totally a wall jump in here, Ugh. and that's and you if you use that, that allows you to get the water boots, which allow you to walk on the water and stuff. Yeah, it is. Mm. So it's interesting structurally. I mean, I like I like the quasi Metroidvania aspects. Okay, of but it. there wasn't any. There, there was none of it. I like no. it. It gives you the impression of it, and it is 
total bullshit. No, because you have to like total go. You have to go back. Bullshit. To, you have to go back to the first level a few times. Yeah. Like, will you get the boots that let you walk on that one wall? The, There's the, two. There's a second oh, one. Oh, is there a second one? I never got to it. Like, the boots of walking up this one wall in Kazakhstan. Like, <laughs> like wow, why did you build this? Like, it's, you walk it, on water like, twice. Like, like it, these are not it, the like, abilities like that you get. It seems like stairs and a boat would have been a much better solution than, like, doing the R&D on these boots. God, the... The the like the uh, the special abilities that you get are just are not used in any interesting meaningful way. You get the you know get, all you get are these keys to open these doors, which they give you in fucking one two four three yeah, five one, order. Two, four three five is pretty. It's pretty good. Fuck that. Like make them fucking shapes if they're gonna be in a random yeah, order. Like it, that's this like. Because it was, I mean, if it was one four three two five, it would have been okay. That's random. But as it is, it's like no, they are just fucking with you. Like they, <laughs> they just, they, I think they just made a mistake. Yeah, that, like, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, like I, what what gets me is that like I couldn't find say an angry video game nerd video about this game. Maybe there was one, but I could not find it. I could not find on the internet anyone explaining that this game is fucking garbage. And I don't think that there is anyone who actually... I don't think that anyone can like this game. Like, it is... I appreciated what they were what they were going for. Right, but they the execution was... Pretty shitty. Just objectively terrible. Yeah. Like just clipping against walls and stuff it just was broken the, like the, the triangle the, jump the, the wall jump was ridiculous like it was so hard to pull off and and it gave you no feedback as to yeah. when it was the right thing to do and a lot of the you time jump you jump up and it would, zzz, it would just yeah, like shoot you yes, back down you, you just like and you, nothing the, the in the co- game tells you it even exists no the manual I mean the manual yeah. does right which I mean you can forgive you can forgive that like it, it's that's an error of, that's a relic the, of it's time I get yeah okay I'll give you that um, the if this was the '80s, I would have read the that manual. The the text in the game is sort of funny, bad. The way this you know this had a lot of things in common with Bionic Commando, which is a game that I really liked a lot, and a lot of people disagreed with me on that, but they're wrong. Um, the uh, I, AGDQ just the jumping run of Bionic Commando was pretty fun. The, the like the like when it gives you the the two discs in the first mission, one of which is like I'm in. India or something, and the other one is I'm in China, and then it unlocks two places, India and Australia. <laughs> yeah, that was... And I'm like, was, what? Hmm, hmm. And so, like, that was frustrating, and I think what they, I think they literally meant to unlock China. I think that was the mistake. I think that's why it's... That's why the keys are out of order. The keys are out of order, <laughs> because I think it was meant... Because if they had done that, I think you might have been able to do them... You might have been able to do them in different, slightly different orders, and that would have been kind of interesting. But as it was, you were locked into a very particular, obnoxious traversal through the whole game. There was no choices, no meaningful choices to be made. You live on a kind of a cool-looking spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> um, yeah. the, it's it's. I remember seeing stuff about this game in Nintendo Power and thinking like. This is a game that, like, why haven't I played this? Like, why? And even because Strider has been coming up on a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of people saying, like, you know, I don't remember the NES Strider, but I feel like it was pretty good. Like, I think it was probably a pretty good game. But, like, boy, 
boy, no. And it's weird that the internet is so bereft of anyone talking about how shitty this game is. Because what the internet is a machine for hating shit, <laughs> sure. especially video games. Why, why is it failing us in our hour of need? Well, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> I guess there are a lot of old NES games. That, There's yeah. a lot of things in the world to be hated. Yeah. I remember the coverage of this in Nintendo Power seeming like it was good. You know, that screenshot of that spaceship. Like, yeah, that's fuck cool. yeah, I want to play a game with a spaceship that looks like that. Well, but then, I mean, did Nintendo Power ever cover anything with the point negatively? of view that it sucked? Yeah. No, I guess not. I guess there was probably Nintendo Power uh, spread about Bayou Billy, you know. <laughs> This, ugh, man. I think yeah. I think it's just. I don't feel bad about not finishing it. I like. I wanted. I didn't want to just bounce off of it right away. Like I wanted to actually go. You know. And I, you know, I just put an hour in. Got to some trees. I got to some like jumps I didn't want to make. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I didn't trust the game to even be completable. It was. Okay. It was. But. I mean, the boss fights were actually really quite easy. Yeah. There's there the same couple, one a lot of times. Like the that, weird statue with the crate that yeah. then flies around. Like, you do what that does that crate five have to do with times. that statue? Yeah. <laughs> the, the harder enemies were sort of the sub-bosses, which were... There's like a ninja that was kind of hard. And like a samurai, I guess. But, yeah. Hmm. So what's our next assignment? I'm sorry. As a balm... For this, uh, I want to do because this has come up recently, and I realized that I haven't played this since it was contemporary. Uh, Super Mario Brothers three oh. for the NES. Okay. Um, because I, I don't think, think I have that... ever played that. Hmm. Wow. It's good. It was. I remember being just. I played through it like three or four times. I remember being. Bl- I never blown had a away Nintendo, so I I, I never had a console until the Dreamcast. So I missed a lot of the the old stuff. I didn't own Mario three, but I did. Uh, I had friends who had it, and so I like also get to getting to play it was like a weird treat for me. And so when I did, I was like, "Oh, God, this is so good! Look at this! Look at this world map! Look at this world map! Look at them experimenting with all of the things that they're eventually going to use to make the best Mario game, Super Mario World, and then the worst Mario game, Yoshi's Island." <laughs> so um, was this made uh, when things were still, as they say, Nintendo hard? Um, I recall it not being. I don't think so. I don't think of it as being super hard. I mean, I, okay. although you know, I beat it on the Nintendo in its day, but I beat a lot of fairly hard games because I was a kid and I had a lot of time and better reflexes. It, there's a lot, a lot of, of game. There is a lot of game here. I mean, it's it's like Mario One in that if you use the warp whistles, you get through it real fast. Like you can beat it in half an hour if mm-hmm. if that's your goal, but. Like and you spend, I feel like you spend most of the time in the auto-scrolling airship levels on World Eight. Um, but I am pretty excited to go back and give it a look because it's been a long time and I need a good game. Which I recall this being a good game. I remember you could slide down a hill and kick a Goomba, <laughs> and there true. were a lot of weird suits that you would get every once in a while and then immediately get killed and lose the suit. Like, oh, I'm a frog. I can swim. It. Fuck. Oh, cool! I'm a can raccoon. I can turn into a statue with huge ball. Oh, fuck! I'm dead. So that that's a you can do that. So that's our assignment. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers three, the golden coins of Numenoria. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, well, 
How long? How long has this show been? That's been a while. Yeah. Uh, okay. About twenty minutes till two hours. Jeez. All right. Well, let's not do any listeners' mail then, because it's us. It's Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast about video games where we don't do listeners' mail. If somebody wanted to send us a listeners' mail, Kevin, they should just take it somewhere else. No. Uh, if they somebody <laughs> wanted to send us a link to an online casino or a check oh, cashing yeah. place, that that you should check out our web form on our vi- website. If somebody wanted to send us some uh, randomly generated text about an oven thermometer, yes. <laughs> what? This is these are real things, Riff. Um, so. You could tweet us at VG Hot Dog. You could email us vghotdog at gmail.com. Or you could check out our website, videogameshotdog.com. Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, let me, I just want to read this important uh, oven. Okay. Oven thermometer news. Ah, man. It's, I, buried it, I buried it under all these other archived messages. I've gotten a lot of questions here. Hmm. Well, the menu is low online gambling price and what to do. Uh, that, that's one thing that we've learned um, the wrinkle skews the value of most popular votes the politicians at the EU environment correspondent um, I'm missing the we look at, these, we look at car things. advertising a little busy uh, <laughs> man I can't find I can't find the cool oven thermometer news I thought it was pretty recent yeah, yeah I thought it was too hmm you know, what happens with those is that they actually break the readout in the questions script uh, because they open links and don't close them. So it's probably just buried in between two other randomly generated garbage text with casino links. That makes sense. So, sorry guys, you don't get to hear some random words Aww. read. Random words read quick. It's our <laughs> charity event for this Christmas. <coughs> guys, I've had a great time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I, mm-hmm. I hope we do it again real soon. Yeah. I Have agree. a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. Maybe it was maybe it was friend of the show Clackling. David Clackling Bass, who uh is doing some sort of He was I was playing Diablo Cody. Diablo Cody's Juno the game with him last night, and he was like, I gotta go to bed, I gotta work tomorrow. And I was like, what the f- it's fucking Saturday! It's Saturday. Saturday is for partying. Saturday is you wake up and just start drinking beer at 6.30 in the morning like a wild man. Talk like this all day because his voice is gravelly because you got to do a radio show. Saturday is for partying. The doctor says I have nodules on my vocal cords.